Hey guys, uh, hope you well. So today, what we have for you guys, we have our first UFC star on the show. So we talked to Robert Whitaker up in Sydney, uh, and it was a great chat. So if you don't know Rob, you're not a UFC fan. So Rob is uh, a New Zealand-born Australian fighter. Basically, his uh, his birthplace was New Zealand. His mum um, was over visiting family. She's got a Kiwi uh, Kiwi descent, but he's Australian, uh, born and not born but raised. Uh, anyway, he's a great guy, um, young dude with a good family and a real good head on his shoulders. Just a, a really good guy to chat to, and he's a really dangerous fighter. So, Rob's um, Rob's a pretty skilled UFC fighter who's had a nice little win streak over the uh, over the last kind of year or so, where he's won five fights. His last fight, he beat. Rafael Natal at UFC 197, and now he's found himself uh, sixth on the official UFC rankings in the middleweight division. So basically, sixth means he's the seventh best fighter in the world in, at middleweight because the champion is the champion and the number one is the number one contender. So the guys around him, though, the guy below him, number number seven or number eight, you would say, would be is Lyoto Machida. He's an uh, ex-champion. Anderson Silver is above him, ex-champion. Vitor Belfort, a step above him, ex-champion. Jacare Souza, good fighter. Weidman, Rockhold, and the ch- current champion, Bisbing, all champions and ex-champions. So he's sandwiched amongst a group of out-and-out killers, out-and-out just um, freak athletes, and he's looking for the next step. He wants to fight someone in the top five. So it's at that point now where Rob Whitaker, it's, uh, it's time for him to take the next step. And uh, we're right behind him because he's a great guy. So anyway, hope you like the show. Um, also, we'd like to talk about Audible before we get into the show. So I am an addict of Audible, guys. I absolutely love it. So Audible is an audiobook warehouse. Basically, it's an app that you get on your phone. Um, you go online. You'll order a book, an audiobook. You'll go. That, it'll download to the app on your phone. And then you just listen to it throughout the day. You listen to it while you're working, while you're going for a walk, while you're driving. However you want to do it. I'm currently listening to How to Win Friends and Influence People, which is one of the best books I think I've ever read. I feel like it's something that you should read every or listen to every six months of your life. I've got two and a half, I've got three hours left in the book, but it just basically talks about how to hold conversations with people, how to make people feel good about themselves. Basically, like the, like the title says, How to Win Friends. And it's all really simple things like, talking about how important a smile is because sometimes, you know, you'll go, you'll go into a shop to purchase something. Hey, yep, I just want to grab this. Yep, thank you very much. Yep, cool. No eye contact, no banter, no smile, nothing. That happens more often than not and that's probably not right. It shouldn't be like that. So one of the little things that I took away from the book, I haven't finished it like I said, but one of the things that I've taken away so far is Trying to just be happier around people, people that you don't know. Try and have a smile and a laugh at when you're in a, in a, when you're getting buying food or you're buying a t-shirt or you're out shopping, whatever. People that you encounter in day-to-day life, just try and have a smile on your face. Um, you know, try and make eye contact. Try and crack a little gag. I don't know. It's just it's the little things. Um, it's the little things that really matter. And this book puts that into perspective. So, anyway, I'm big on Audible. I've listened to. One, two, three, four, five, six, six and a half books. Six and a half books in the last, 
I suppose, two months since I downloaded the app. Um, I'd listened to a couple of audiobooks before, but that's that's since I downloaded the app since we they became a proper sponsor of us. Um, and that's incredible. I wouldn't have been able to do that without the app. So um, without without Audible, you know, I wouldn't be able to... What I mean is I wouldn't be able to get that information and I wouldn't be able to read that many books. Not even close. I've read probably two books in that time. So anyway... Um, if you want to try out Audible, head to www.audibletrial.com forward slash ADVF radio. What will happen there is you'll sign up, you'll get yourself a free 30-day trial and one free audiobook. Um, yeah, that's it. And also, guys, we have Adventure Fit Travel as a sponsor. So as you guys have heard me on previous shows, I just want to talk about our Everest trip. So Everest is coming up this September. So if you guys want uh, if you guys want to tick that item off your bucket list, everybody wants to go to Everest, see Everest Base Camp, see the biggest the biggest mountain in the world. Then there's no better time than to come this September, 20th of September to the 4th of October. Literally, guys, it'll uh, it'll change your life. Mac Rundle, who was um, was co-host with me on this podcast till life got in the way a little bit. Mac is uh, is Adventure Fit staff. He's been to Everest with me. He will be leading the trip with our team in Nepal. Um, and Mac literally, he said, for me, it was a great trip. I've been, I've been twice. Um, for Mac, he said it was life-changing. It, um, it just put things into perspective. You have a lot of time to think. You have a lot of time to make great bonds with people, make new friends. And you also get to experience the world in its utmost beauty. Um, sounds a little corny. Sounds real salesy, like I'm trying to sell you a ticket right now. But in all seriousness, it's, it, does put things into perspective you look around and you see the beauty that there is in nature and you kind of just think fucking what are we doing to it um yeah i I had many revelations on there i mean it makes you feel really uh, look i I don't need to go into it too much www.adventurefittravel.com if you want to come along to everest um hit us up um and we'll send you out an information pack all the goodies rusty young author of marching powder one of my new friends is coming along i think I think Rusty's come along, sent him the info pack the other day. So if you like marching powder, you want to meet the author. I can't guarantee it, but I think Rusty's coming. Anyway, I've been waffling on for too long. Here's the show. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Rule number one. No touching of the hair or face. And that's it. guys so welcome back to adventure Fit radio sitting here with rob whitaker and uh mma superstar ufc fighter we're up in sydney at uh, at his gym that he trains at here before we pass it over to rob and introduce him properly we're going to start off as usual with uh tommy's tribute excellente thank you mr kerr uh all righty hope you uh enjoy this one robbo um did you get robbo uh, I used to when I was younger, but yeah. Oh, I'm gonna call you Robert. Then I'll call you. You're Robert. doing me a tribute. You can do <laughs> what you Whitaker. want. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. 
this is a uh, this is a cover of an Alice in Chains song, mate. So um, hopefully you like it. We'll see how we go. Still haven't tuned this properly. <laughs> Ain't found a way to kill him yet Your eyes burn with sting and sweat Seems like he'll get you down somehow Ooh. Here we go Wife and kids and a household pet he doesn't give a shit, he'll fuck you up in one head. Robert's left hook is faster than the speed of light. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they call this man the Reaper. Yeah, the fucking Reaper. Yeah, my nickname's the Creeper. Yeah, Ooh, Robert is an intimidating man. No, no, no. I might have to do this show in a van if he doesn't like this fucking song. Yeah, enjoy the show, Whitaker. Please don't hurt me. Welcome aboard, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, dude. That was a long one. Yeah, super long. Oh, I liked fuck. it, though. That was the most uncomfortable yeah. thing <laughs> that has ever happened. Everyone looks white. Hilarious. Wait, wait, where am I supposed to stare? Like, yeah, I know. There's a bloke singing to me. Yeah. Rob just had his head down, shaking his head. I didn't know what to do with my hands. Like, I'm sitting. It's so know. awkward. You should, have, you should have taken him out of your pants for no one. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I just, I just have him out in the open like this. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know what to do with my hands. Oh, God. It was great, uh, though. Oh, I appreciate good, it. Good stuff. I appreciate it. Beautiful. Hey, um, welcome to the show, Rob. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your um, your background? So we did some research. Um, <laughs> the New Zealand flag, <coughs> Kiwi flag, comes up on your um, fighter profile on the UFC. But after speaking to your old man, that's not yeah. true yeah, no. the case. <laughs> it's a typo. Do you know how many times I've told them to change that? <laughs> like, I... I um, my my mother went over I went overseas just to see her family while she was heavily pregnant and right. popped out there. Yep. But... um. You know, I was brought straight back over here and completely raised in Australia. You know? Yep. So, uh, so to all our New Zealand listeners, we've got him. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm deeply proud of my roots. Yeah, you know, for I'm, sure. I don't know why they can't settle in a middle ground and just be like, I'm both. You know, it's yeah. like, yeah. I, I, I have both tattoos just to, to make people happy. You yeah, know? yeah but, um, make people confused. Yeah, because it's like, <laughs> who the hell's this guy? I don't from? know why I have to pick. <laughs> no, nah, that's right. That's no one right. likes both of us anyway. Yeah, and we're pretty much we're nearly the same. Yeah, that's right. We just have a little twang on a few few different words, yeah. and we're about yeah. thirty centimeters and apart in, like the, in the ocean. Four million less shape. <laughs> but it's about the same. Yeah, and we're we're both like a million miles away from everyone else anyway. Exactly. You know? Yeah, that's right. That's good. So um, so what about um. How did you start fighting? Where'd that all come um, about? I've just been a very competitive dude, and it doesn't matter whether it's like video games or if we're playing touch football at the park or 
if we're playing like that claw game at an arcade, like yeah, I want good. to win. And so How much I'm, money have you wasted on the claw? You don't want to know. Mate. <laughs> like, have every, you ever got it? Have every you got a, every UFC bonus, just just straight in that Mister Claw machine. Man, I would hate to go against you in the claw machine. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're bullshit. They're rigged. They, they don't are. work. Yeah, they're but set to lose. You didn't. You didn't. You didn't decide to stop playing them. <laughs> it's, it's about principle at that point, mate. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I will beat you, claw machine. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, um, so I I did karate. My parents got me into martial arts just to, for some self defense and whatnot. And um, I did football as well, NRL. I did yeah. that my whole life as well. And um, I did both. And I liked competing. I liked. I'm very competitive. So when I was doing karate, I did the point sparring and then the, the kata tournaments and whatnot. And then I went to hapkido and I kept doing point sparring. And then eventually the hapkido place turned to MMA. And mm-hmm. um, the, you know, the only way to compete in MMA is uh, like you can do your jiu-jitsu comps and whatnot. And I did compete in a couple of those, but uh, the only real way to compete in MMA as as a whole is to to jump in that that octagon, that that cage, and um, give it a give it a whirl. Yeah. So you call yourself a mixed martial artist um, when you're announced from Bruce Buffer and in the octagon. So what's your what's your strongest um, style of fighting inside of mixed martial arts? Would you say? Probably just whacking people. Yeah, <laughs> I gather, gather that from the way you fight, guys. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's it's a bit of an unorthodox type of route I take. You know, I'm my favorite punch is the one that lands. Yes, yeah. it's, it's it's kind of a flurry when you get out there anyway. So um, mm. yeah. yeah, for sure. So uh, well, let's go straight into that. That's kind of what I was going to touch on a little bit later. But um, is that part of your um, part of your game plan to come in and be so aggressive, such a flurry, such a frenzied fighter? Because that's what from the outside looking in, you, you've got a nice technique with your striking, but you put a lot of pressure on. Yeah, well, I'm... Um, right away. Yeah, 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 100%. You know, um, I, I have my boxing coach, Justin Fitzgerald, and I have my head striking coach, Henry Perez. You know, I do a lot of sparring up with the McKinnons and up at Bulldog Gym. And, um, you know, I, I do a lot of striking to get that muscle memory so that when I get in there, the one thing going through my head is I'm going to try and take your head off, mate. You know, yep. if you're going to hit me, I'm going to hit you twice as hard. And, mm. and that's the mentality I have going in. And... um. It shows, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, I sure come out, does. I come out guns blazing, you know. And it, everyone says, "Oh, he's got a game plan. You got to watch out for this. You got to watch out for that." And it's like, I'm going to hit him the hardest in the head. <laughs> yeah. And, and <laughs> if he can still formulate his game plan after that, then yeah. lost to you. But um, yeah, yeah you know, I, I guess that's just how I approach fighting. I and you know, um, a lot of blokes say. Uh, I look for the finish every time I step in there, and they're winning five round decisions. You know what I mean? And um. I truly go looking for that head hunting, that finish, you know. Yeah. I, I want to finish my opponent. That's how I want to finish the fight because I think it looks better for everyone and I'm more proud of a finish. Um, whether I get it or not is a different story. Yeah. But uh, I go looking, you know. So you're yeah. saying that some people sort of fight to, to win on a, on the point system as yeah. opposed to... And that's not a wrong thing, you know. They're still winning, you know. Winning's winning. Um, but I, I've see, I see a lot of these... I see a lot of blokes in the UFC and, and whatnot and they're like... Every interview, they're like, I'm going to finish you. I'm going to knock you out. He's got yeah, like 22 yeah. decision fights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, like had, um, had a street fight and won a decision somehow. Yeah. It's, like, yeah. it's pretty much, uh, it's like, kind of like George St. Pierre, as amazing as he is, towards the end of his, well, now he's re- obviously coming out of retirement, but towards the end of his run, he got criticized for being, you know, he? so he could, he could beat anyone. Mm. No matter who they were, he'd, he could figure out a game plan to beat them with his wrestling and with his takedown defense and, you know, with his striking. But he wasn't really finishing fights. You kind of look like a guy to me. You look like a guy that would go out and would be just as happy with a fight of the night in a loss than a win. Do you go out to put on good fights? A hundred percent. That's that's my main objective is to put on a good fight because um, 
my my motive isn't really I've never really thought of climbing ranks I've never thought of climbing ladders I want to be the best fighter in the world and to be the best fighter you need to put on good fights you need mm. to perform your best every time you step in there and um you know I just go in there and give me best you know I I just picture my family my friends watching me on the sideline and I could just I cringe to think of them sitting on the couch being like oh man he's such a bitch yeah <laughs> yeah that's right he spent six minutes on his back you want him you <laughs> want my own son is a bitch you want him, <laughs> you want him going <laughs> no don't oh yeah, yeah no yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Right. You, like I kid you not, I it has gone through my head so many times in the actual cage, thinking my dad's thinking I'm a bitch right now. Like, <laughs> there you like, go. Yeah. <laughs> and your dad's your dad's uh, your dad's a big lad, so I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to get in his bad side. No. Oh, I got him courage. Anyway, <laughs> He's in the back. Jack, listen to the show. I think <laughs> there he is. Um, yeah. So that's great. So it's kind of. Um, Kind of like like Muhammad Ali, I suppose. Muhammad Ali didn't have the greatest record of all time. He fought big fights and he fought in exciting fights, you know. And that's why he's the greatest. That's why. That's why I think um, it's good for you, Rob. The position you're in is because, like you said, the UFC's got so many fighters who will just try and climb the rankings and stuff. But you, uh, I mean, rankings aside, you're going to get big fights. You're going to get jumped into big fights if you keep getting fight of the night bonuses. You keep knocking people out. You keep. Course. Even, you get, even you get finished yourself, like I watched the Wonderboy Thompson fight, which you started off really well. Would you agree? Yeah, I have, I have some mixed feelings about that fight. There was a couple of things I did wrong. Um, that, that was actually the fight that turned my career. Yeah. Because uh, after that fight, I had to have a hard look at the lead up, where I was, what I was doing, how I did things. And um, I made a lot of positive changes. <laughs> you know, my, my, my spree after that, you know, is testament. Mm. But um, yeah, that, that fight, I learned a lot. You know, what I were, about myself. So what what were some of the things that you learned? Like what did you what were the negative things that you thought what what were the things that um impacted negatively and um got you knocked out? For first things first, like I uh, like I was spending a lot of time away from my family and my friends and, and home, you know, and um even just being away from Australia as a whole is takes it out of you, you know. Mm. And I, I don't you guys have probably travelled plenty. Um you feel it after about two weeks somewhere else. You feel like mm. the, the, the atmosphere is different. Walking up the street to get something is different. And, yeah. and after about three months, you start to really feel it. You know, um, and especially if you've got like a wife and, 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 and family sure. at home. You know, um, 100%. And that was, that was draining. Like, that was very, very draining. Heavy on my heart, heavy on my head. Um, and second thing is, I'm the type of fighter I am, I need to... You, you guys said it before. I'm aggressive, so I need I need to go into a fight with my own set of plans, my own set of ideas, and my own game. And I, I go out there and I I force it on you because I'm aggressive. Because this is what I'm gonna do, regardless of whatever you're. Mm. Um, and that fight, I um particularly I I I went out there with a, a a set game plan and I changed my style completely. Um, and 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 I, I you know I didn't do what I wanted to do and it, it it showed in in my movements. Right. And what was your game plan? Like, what was the game plan that? And why did you stray from it? What what was it the? Because it seemed like a good fight at the start. Was it was it was that your first step up? Here's a pretty good record. Obviously, kickboxing huge kickboxing record. And it was a probably a pretty big fight for you at the time. Was it something about the the level of fighter you were up against? Or um, no, not really. It was just it was just. My, the staff that I was working with at the time said that the best thing to do was to pressure him, get in his face. And I'm not a pressure fighter. I don't go in and I and I just constantly keep pressuring you like a Court McGee or mm-hmm. you know those sort of fighters. I'm a um, I'm I'm a distance fighter. I'm aggressive, but I I I, I distance off and I blitz in, then I blitz out. And yep. I, you know what I mean? Um, and I need to fight like that for my own style. You know, for my mm-hmm. own sake. Um, and and I I strayed away from that. You know, and 
the show. But also the the, the wanes and cuts were, were really starting to take its toll on me at that point as well. So that was your was that your last fight at welterweight? Second last fight. Second last fight. So welterweight's one seventy, right? Uh, yes. 170. And what are you, like, when you were fighting at welterweight, what were you walking around at? I was, I was walking around, like, uh, like 205. 205. Like about 94 kilos, so I think that's yeah. even more than that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well. So, that's not too, I mean, that's, that's huge. It's a huge cut, but it's like, it's done by a lot of athletes. Yeah. How did you go, like, how do you get that weight down? What are you, what were your practices? Just intense dieting, which, you know, also adds to the, the mental toll over the, yeah. the length Absolutely. of the camp, you know. Like being away from home for three months is one thing, but being away from home and eating like broccoli and tuna is oh, a second. It sucks. Yeah, it it's sucks. It's no fun. A horrible way of living. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so I, you know, I'd get that, and then I'd do a big, big sauna cut or a yep. bathtub cut at, at the end, and um, I, I probably could have gone up to middleweight after that fight, but um, I did one more, and then that sealed the deal. Yeah. So like that last one, I was like, nah. if I have to do this again, I'm quitting. Yeah. So what's your favourite sort of meal after uh, after a big fight of hitting that weight? What do you get into? I've reached that, that point in my life, mate, where just anything is good. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I was just bring me, bring me I, food. Yeah, I, like, yeah. I really like food. I reached that point it. when I was four years old. <laughs> <laughs> like, just anything. Like, I'm, I have a sweet tooth and I also have a, a fatty food. So I love meat pies and I love... Mm. Deep fried crap, man. I love chocolate. Oh, Fiend all Maltese. All, you got all no, the good shit. You got no idea. All the stuff. <laughs> I, um, I just got back we from Japan it. and I just, the amount of udon I ate. Yeah. It's like the, 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 the stock went up actually. Yeah. My, yeah. My oh, missus bought Robert, a... Um, where you guys? Here. We should supply My missus bought a, um, we bought a big bag of Maltesers for movie night the other night yeah. and we ate them before we got out of the car. Oh. I, I don't even like them. 20 minutes. What about the act of just putting them in your mouth yeah. though? I, I put them in, uh, at my lips and go... It's a fucking and just suck addiction, them in man. And it's just I, fun. I, yeah. gra- I grab about twenty and I shove them all in my mouth, <laughs> yeah. and I go mental chew trying like to get through, chew like a six trying to get through that cookie bit. I got sensitive teeth, so yeah. when I bite through it, I get chills. <laughs> so then so just rail a line and <laughs> go for another pack. <laughs> yeah, cool. So oh, with um with the weight cutting, do you? So obviously, a lot of fighters will normally move divisions, but it's normally down and. A lot of not many fighters feel more comfortable moving up a weight class. You've seemed to move up a weight class and excel. You think that's just because you just feel so much more comfortable and you're just in a better place mentally? And I'm, like, what? what? I don't look it, but I'm a thicker set, dude. Like, I, I, you guys may not know this, but I'm a hundred kilos right now. Like, really? Really? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't know what Jesus. it is. It's probably you all got, the adamantium in my, my skeleton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know that that shit's heavy, but um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm just like a thick dude. Um, and I love eating, you know, and being able to. Not worry about my weight during the camp made me enjoy the camp so much more. There is no camp, you know. It's just, it's just the, the training. It's mm. just I'm not having to go after training and being like, well, load me up with broccoli and and whatnot. You know, it's just I'll go home now and I'll have like, like a kilo of rice. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, I can fuel myself and I have the, I have the power for the division. You know, yep. I'm not too short for the division. You know, there are big dudes here, but I have my own set of tools to handle them and um. Yeah, you know, the moving up was the best thing I've ever done. Did you yeah, find right. that you um, changed your game plan even slightly moving moving divisions? I just, uh, I think, I think moving moving weight divisions, I became a better me, if that right. makes sense. You know, I, I just, I became more of myself. You know, I um, I, I was heavier, but I was I was moving the same way. You know, I had more power to my punch. I could take the hits that I knew I could. You know, I've always felt like I have chin, but um, when I when I'm I was cutting the weight for welterweight. 
the slightest knocks to my head after that cut would 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 rattle me. Because your brain gets dehydrated, big time, big yeah, time. Especially because I was I was I was losing about six or seven kilos of water. Wow. Yeah. In, in you know in that sauna and um, yeah, I remember like every fight as a welterweight, like my a head clash or a, a breeze, and you'd get like a flash or something. It was just um, and now you know I've moved up to middleweight, and you can see I've taken I've taken big shots to the head, and I'm yeah I'm still good. It definitely looks a lot more um more natural that's for sure in the way you fight yeah, yeah. and I, I think that's the biggest thing you know that, that's my natural weight that's the weight I was I was born to fight at and, yeah mm. but but like in, in saying that though I, I started competing in mixed martial arts when I was 18 you know my body my body structure and mm. my, my development as a, as, as a man wasn't quite there so I couldn't have started in middleweight you know I think it's this yeah. been a progression and, uh, how know, old are you now? 25 yeah see I still I was always a pretty lean lean dude and I was always I'd go through like when you used to fight <laughs> when I used to fight. Nice. Um, Back the in one, pride. The, the one fight that I lost. <laughs> um, Table tennis. But, yeah. but like when I was 18, I was naturally walking around like 72 kilograms. Then I got to 21 and I could naturally kind of walk around at 78. I was a f- Aussie rules footy player mm. and now I'm a weightlifter. I compete in weightlifting. Um, but basically then it would be a couple more years and I would be naturally kind of like 81, 82. Now I'm 85, 87. You know, you know just like yeah. you say, growing and maturing as a man. You just yeah. end up holding more weight. And your muscles get denser. And, and yeah, yeah, that's right. And you can't, like you for you, I imagine it just it's just was never going to be a an, a long-term thing staying in the welterweight division, Yeah, I suppose. Oh, we always knew I'd have to go up. It was just a matter of when, you know, too early and I'll get bashed, too, yeah. too late and I'll die. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> too late and I'll be 105, I'll be, I'll be in the grave. No, no time to move up. That's right. But um, do you think there's, there was a fighter in um, Japan, was it, that died with a weight cut, mm. um, I think? And um, one of the organizations over there, and I haven't looked too far into it, but there was talks of doing um, consistent testing of the weight during your fight camp so you check in and you'd have to weigh in and then you basically get assigned your category to stop all this crazy weight cutting yeah. like Conor McGregor for example everyone sees the photos of Conor McGregor that last yeah. Jose Otto fight when he's on mm-hmm. um, Jose Otto when he's on the stage he looks like a fucking skeleton yeah. like, it just looks unhealthy you know people yeah. seeing the sport they'll look at it and go what the fuck's going on here yeah. but you know it, somebody might hurt themselves do you think that's a, that weight, cate- uh, weight categories that you're kind of assigned to your walk around weight. Do you reckon that's where the sport's going to go, or um, that's hard to say? You know, I think I think this this weight cutting business and um, is is super important for the sport because um, like I said, I'm a naturally heavy set dude. You know, mm-hmm. and if I have to go fight other hundred kilo dudes, I quit. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, they're, they're big dudes, man. For sure, I'm <laughs> scared. Um, I'm scared of men that are much smaller than hundred kilos. Yeah. <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, I think, I think the banning of the of, of the drip, and I think yep. I think the the USADA testing of, of of all that all that all the tests and the steroids and whatnot, I think that is is great, I, and I think they should do more of it. I think a USADA office man or um, or tester should live with an athlete. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, just just to keep your, uh, keep his eye on him. You know? yeah. But um, because because that 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 in itself is important because. When when a fighter cuts weight, he's putting himself at a disadvantage as well. The amount of weight he cuts, you know, mm-hmm. as as I mentioned earlier, when I was a welterweight, I um, I found it, I found it, I was getting rocked a lot more. You know, the water depletion was just too much. But um, you know, the the athletes, especially the elite athletes, the ones at the top, they find ways around their system, and that's where the problem is. It's mm. it's not with the weight cut or the 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 amount of weight cut. It's drastic. It's what they're doing after, you know, to replenish, because uh. You know the opponent, the the, the opponent might not be, and um, mm, yep. that's when the disadvantage starts. 
Yeah, you got a you got a weight category that the day after the weigh-in when you actually fight, there's a guy that's seven kilos heavier than the other guy, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, it, do you mean more. after the weigh-in and before the fight, or after the fight? Well, so like I'll weigh in at eighty-four, but I'll I'll walk back in the cage at ninety-two. Okay, you know, and there are dudes like Conor McGregor who just do way more than that. Yeah, you know? yeah. And it's like, it's like yeah. are you drinking water? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I right. want some of your water. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the uh, Bugs Bunny Space, space Jam <laughs> halftime. <laughs> yeah, cool. So, um, so with your um, with your training, Rob. So let's go into into training a little bit. So um, we're at your gym now. We do mostly striking. What's a week look like for you? How much um, how much striking? How much jujitsu? How much rehabilitation? Um, I, I try to keep my striking jujitsu and, and wrestling even because you know the day I, I, I start favoriting one is the day I lose to the other um, so I try to keep them even you know um, yeah you know Monday Wednesday Friday I'm doing I'm doing jujitsu wrestling at Smeaton Grange you know uh, Gracie Jiu-Jitsu mm-hmm. for Smeaton Grange and uh, and I'm also doing I'm working with my head coach Henry and, and Justin Fitzgerald down at PMA and um, exchange from boxing you know I'm, I'm doing a lot of work there and then Tuesday Thursday I'm doing more jiu-jitsu at Alexandria Gracie jiu-jitsu there with Alex Prates. Um he's my head coach you've seen yep. him in the corner mm-hmm. he's my head my, um, my head jiu-jitsu coach and then you know I've I got a lot of strength and conditioning as well and the Tuesday Thursday I do I do a lot of movement type based uh, strength and conditioning with Justin Lang at Live Athletic you know um, that's closer to home that's down down the shy away so what does that what does that look like movement based movement based it's like conditioning it's, gym, it's, it's a lot like gymnastic strength okay. there's a lot of flexibility a lot of range of motion type type exercises and, and, and a lot of like uh, body weight core control mm-hmm. sort of stuff yep yep and uh, you know I've been loving it you know yeah. I feel more supple I feel like I can move better I feel less restricted you know? probably helps you on the ground I suppose knowing I where that. your body is where you're strong having that Proprioception would yeah, be the right word. Yeah, like, I, yeah, I'm sure it does, but I, I feel it most when I'm moving, standing. Right. Because mm. I, just my movements come easier. I'm more fluent. I'm more, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not restricting myself. Yeah. It's just, uh, I can get my legs up higher. My arms feel faster. My arms feel lighter. It's yep. just a lot better. A lot better. Yeah. Cool. So, how much? When you say strength and conditioning as well, how much? Um, how much strength training goes into to your week? Like, do you do a lot of training to actually get stronger legs, get stronger through the core? Like, how does that I don't, work? I don't do any weights. Yeah. Um, the thing is, because because I wrestle and grapple so much, there's there's no real need for me to do that. I, mm-hmm. you know, I get my strength from wrestling. You know, I'm lifting dudes and wrestling dudes and yep. putting my strength against theirs constantly. You know, so I have that taut taut muscle systems and and and, and whatnot. But um, yeah, I don't I don't do a lot of that strength piece when when um. When I'm in with my strength and conditioning, we, we we do chin ups and we do dips and we're doing a lot of body weight exercises and we yep. do weighted dips and weighted chin ups and whatnot. But uh, no loaded barbells and yeah, big exactly. squats and pulls and stuff. Yeah, I don't really do any of that stuff. There's, yeah. there's no need. I do that much training that that my muscle systems are just fine. I want to know about um like a like a training cycle. Like so, for uh, for Australian rules football, for example, as Bill touched on before, you have a you know you have in season, you have a pre season, a post season. Is yours solely based around the next upcoming fight? So you'll have a fight and then you may have like a week or two off. You can call that sort of post-season or something where you can sort of just tend to relax a little bit. And then you'll have your next fight scheduled um, and then you start training towards that. Or what does it look like? Um, the, the, goal, the goal for me is to try and just... I have a, I have a routine. I have a schedule with my training. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit that schedule day in, day out, always. That's, that's the plan, you know. And then a fight or uh, Joe Silver will contact me for a fight. I'll uh, I'll probably accept it. And then um and then 
my coaches and that make the adjustments to the sessions to suit the the, the, the fighter that I'm my opposition. Mm. Um, and that's their job. That's their thing. My my goal and my job is just go to the sessions, follow the schedule, and that's it. You know, twenty four seven. You know, after a fight, I may have two weeks off or three weeks off, um, and then straight back onto that schedule. So just uh, that I'm mm. I'm always moving forward and I'm always always growing. You know, I'm always, always training. Yeah. So um, I guess it's good. Um, you, you really have to just enjoy the process, then, don't you? Because you never know when the next the next fight's going to be. So you and you, like you said before, you're training every day. You've got to absolutely love that. Yeah, I, yeah, you do. I guess you know some people froth on training. I um I like fighting. I, yep. I love fighting. You know, and uh, I like having every tool at my disposal to fight. You know, I like learning these new dangerous things that could take a dude's head off. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to use this one. Yeah. Look, if, yeah. we need, if we ever need the bodyguard, uh, we'll, uh, <laughs> we had Bill before and he was useless. <laughs> We've been robbed seven times we in the last three months and <laughs> beat up nine. And one good. was him. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah cool. So, so when you say, um, so you're a purple belt in jiu-jitsu? Yeah. Um, so, and, but you say you, um, you put all your strengths, uh, you put all your um, categories evenly in how much time you put into your striking, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I try to, yeah. Um, so... You're confident you can become the best in the world without a black belt in jiu-jitsu? How far away is a black belt in jiu-jitsu? Like, how's the process there as well? Because that's uh, probably... Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to say. The, you know, I'll, I'll never be best in the world at jiu-jitsu. <laughs> you know, like, uh, that, that's not what I do. What I do is MMA. And um, my opponent last fight had a black belt in jiu-jitsu and didn't work out so much for him. <laughs> yeah. um, nice. Brazilian so, what? Yeah, that's Brazilian, right. Brazilian is fit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um... Yeah, you know, it's, it's MMA is a different thing, you know. Um, but my, I'm, I'm trying to. My goal is to try and get better jujitsu, and I, I want to get that black belt, you know, eventually. But it, it, I'm an MMA fighter, you know, yeah. so I'm gonna it's develop. Not the focus. Yeah, exactly. The focus is fighting, mm. you know, and um, and if I'm not strong at one aspect, I'll try and strengthen another aspect to make up for it. Yeah, for sure. So, with um, with your um, your fighting style, um, getting in and. Uh, being quite aggressive and and how do you in the lead up to a fight or I'm talking lead up as in minutes before and in the room and in the walkout how do you get yourself how do you get yourself mentally prepared to go into the octagon and slug it out with one of the world's best strikers grapple with one of the world's best grapplers like how do you prepare yourself yeah, that's a tough thing because um you know every every fighter is different the the emotional toil it takes um you know in that back room and fight week itself the whole week is mm. the amount of stress and, and pressure is un, un, unreal. You know, it's, sure. hard to, it's hard to say, you know, months and weeks and weeks and weeks of, of training leading up to this one moment. You know, your coaches look as nervous as you do, you know, and this other guy who's been doing the exact same as you to try and stop you. And it's, uh, yeah, it gets pretty, gets pretty, you know. Um, Sounds easy. <laughs> <laughs> gets, gets full on. Yeah. Uh, but um, I don't know, you know, I just, I just think this bloke, it's trying to take something from me, you know. He's trying to, he's trying to prevent me from moving forward. He's trying to prevent me from taking my family up with me, and he's trying to, he's trying to get in my way, and that makes me real mad, you know. I don't like people getting in my way, and, and he's actively trying to stop me, and then that pumps me up to try and try and take this guy's head off. Mm. Do you find that um, when you're up against an opponent that I don't know, you may formulate in your head that's maybe slightly better than you or, or whatever, but um, you were saying before how you go into a, a fight with a game plan. Do you ever have a situation in a fight where maybe that fight or flight response will kick in and you'll start to, you know, hinder off that game plan because you kind of have that subconscious fear for your safety? Does that ever come into it at all? No. My game plan is to hit him in the head. Nice. And, <laughs> and you know, and, and 
it's like, and you know, if the game plan's not working, I try harder at it. Yeah. I just, I yeah, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say. You know, I've, I can honestly never say I've ever ever broken in the cage where I've been like, well, this sucks. Have you seen your opponents break? Um, yeah, one hundred percent. I I can feel it. I I get a sense for it. You know, I can I can smell it almost. Uh, when I hit them and they feel it, and I can see it in their eyes, that hurt. And yeah. I go, I know that hurt. And then, then that's what for, that's what encourages me to be more aggressive because I want that finish. I want him. It's like when a wolf like smells blood, you know. And so, yeah. And I, I go into a bit of a frenzy. The, the problem is I got to I get too carried away sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. myself. And then you can go. <laughs> and yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's cool. So, um, have you got any? Uh, you want to go to the good, the bad, and the science, Tommy? Yeah, got something got ready some, for us. Uh, we briefly explained to you what the uh, the segment was before, mate. It's just basically some current events that are found in the uh, in the news, and then we um, bring it to an end with some science stuff. Excellent. So, see how we Pseudo, go. Pseudoscience. Pseudoscience. One on one. Not, we're not scientists. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Marvel science. Yeah, Marvel <laughs> science. That's right. Alrighty, the good. So, the Huffington Post wrote a cool article on comparisons between the U.S. election and the rightful heir to the throne in the Game of Thrones. Are you a Game of Thrones man by any chance, Rob? I know about it. Okay. <laughs> this is going to go well. Are this you a US well? election yeah. man? Hey? Are you a US election man? I know about it. <laughs> Are you a man? <laughs> Excellent. It's gonna be, this all is right, going to well, be a good one. This is going to go real well. I reckon, yeah, probably. that's right. This will go really well. Um, all right. Well, they've, uh, they've superimposed presidential candidates' bodies onto beloved Game of Thrones characters. Okay? So... Uh, See how you go, mate. Considering you know about it, <laughs> we've got uh, we've got Daenerys Targaryen. Who do you reckon? Uh, who do you reckon she was? Well, we'll throw this one to Bill because yeah, who you reckon we'll, she was? Yeah. So what? Uh, what president? Hillary Clinton. Was it? Bang! He's got it. <laughs> Very good. Know about it? Come on, my ass. <laughs> no, I do. I yeah. do. I, I read posts all the time. Oh, good man. <laughs> I love <laughs> fantasy stuff, but yeah. Like, all right. Well, we've don't got like the series, uh, we've got Joffrey Baratheon. Who do you reckon? Donald Trump. Bang. Hundred percent. Donald yeah. Trump. Yeah. Yep. Everyone hates him. Everyone hates on. Yeah. <laughs> and the last one is we've got. This will be hard. We've got Ted Cruz. Who do you reckon he was? In Which the Game character of is he? Yeah. <laughs> Mate. I'll let you, Who's I'll the let dude you take that died one. season one? Ah, uh, Ned Stark. Him. Yeah. <laughs> 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 got his head cut off early. <laughs> head cut off. No, he's still last opponent, mate. He's not doing well here, mate. Because he's, yeah. he's never in the picture yeah. anymore. Oh, that's good. I like it. That works well. Is that, is that who it was? <laughs> no, no. It was Ramsey Bolton. Ramsey Bolton. Ramsey I don't even know who that is. Yeah, that's all right. All right. <laughs> we'll move on. We'll move on. I watched season season up to season two of Game of Thrones. Okay. Yeah. How come he stopped? Because all my character, favorite characters died. Who's died in season two? Mate, wait till... If you had to watch season three, you oh. would have been even more heartbroken. Mate, if you were up to the most... horrendous. The latest episode, I lost my shit. It was insane. The it was, last it was episode the best hour I've ever had in my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> and I've had a girlfriend. <laughs> All right, hey, we're going to skip straight to the science because um, I've been pumped to, to speak about this one for a while. Something, so the, the article is titled, Something Absolutely Gigantic Appears to Be Whistling in the Caribbean Sea. Scientists love a good mystery and the oceans of the world being massive, deep, dark and inherently enigmatic places are literally full of them. The latest conundrum comes courtesy of the Caribbean Sea where a very low-pitched sound, one well beyond the hearing range of humans, can be heard. In fact, something down there is so huge and mobile that it's generating waves in Earth's gravitational field. So, if we uh, we have a look at the nitty-gritties of this, the uh, the area of the sea covers just under three million square kilometers, um, super super deep as well. And um, scientists have uh, detected a sound, and they describe the sound as a whistle. 
And it's actually not the first time it's happened either. So there was a, a sound called the, the famous bloop in 1997. There was a super low frequency that emerged from the south point of the Pacific Ocean. Uh, so lads, if there was uh, evidence of a sea monster thriving at the bottom of the sea, do you think that this is it? You, you think reckon? it's the Kraken? I reckon it's the Kraken. The or do actually some people think that the Megalodon is still around? You know what a Megalodon is? Yeah. Yeah, they still reckon that's around. Just the shark of all sharks. Yeah, shark of all sharks. How would it survive the pressure being that deep? Mate, uh, look, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Well, well summed up. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right, that's right. And my thing as well is, you know, sharks, are they're pretty close to the to the top of the sea and they have, don't they, they have, man, they have fins and they sort of need, need air every now and then. They've found... Um, They've found suction cups of uh, uh, like a, an octopus that they say would have been as big as like what you'd oh, say yeah. the kraken is, like a hundred foot. But they've already foot found octopus. those, man. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Giant octopus isn't uh, isn't like a a myth or no, or no, that's rumor. what I mean. Like it's real. There are giant octopus and squid out there like right now. Massive. Yeah, <laughs> there was like a there massive, was a, massive. There was like a sixty foot. Um, so they they measure the um, giant squid from tentacle to, to head or whatever and they found a 60 foot span giant octopus yeah, yeah like they're, they're, they're massive yeah. like those things so those things are already big but yeah and do you know the theory behind <laughs> this stuff as well is so the giant octopus eats smaller octopus that are at the top they swim down to about 700 metres the giant octopus eat those it could be you know it could be the chicken or the egg like there could be something eating the giant octopus mm. fucking big that's very uh, very creepy yeah. very interesting very Pirates of the Caribbean it is very Pirates of the Caribbean We'll, uh, we'll move on. <laughs> good, good job. Um, yeah, cool. So, so what about um, how do you, as a fighter, Rob? How do you financially? How do you how do you get by? You, you got sponsors. I know the UFC's Reebok deal. What do you? What, let's start with what do you think of the Reebok deal? The UFC Reebok deal. You happy um, with it? Is it because there's a lot of people that are that aren't happy with it? Um, it's it's. It's hard to say, you know. It's, I got no comment on that really. It's, it is what it is, and it's. I have no say in the matter. You yeah. know, um, you know, it would. It, it'd be easy to get sponsors without it. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I like Reebok as a brand. You know, I just wish they didn't control my life. It's not bad for Reebok. <laughs> yeah. It's and it's no it's no fault on their half for trying to do something that benefits nah, the Reebok not brand, at all, which not is at all. the UFC looks a lot more professional now. Yeah. Looks 100%. like a professional sports league. You don't have the the stickers all over the shorts, so mm. on and so forth. But I mean, the UFC by if you look at other large sporting codes and, and other you know boxing, for example, the fighters don't get as much of the cut from what the UFC not at all what the, what the all. UFC makes. So obviously Reebok. Do you think that it's a, it's just a great deal? But it's just probably I'm not going to be hard for you to comment on, but it's probably just not. Um, the percentage isn't there for the fighters. It's. A, I think it would have been great if the UFC paid their f- athletes more. Yeah, um, that's you know, right. That, and that, that's that's the, the the heart of the matter. Yeah. So how do you um, how do you how do you financially get by as a fighter with all these training camps? Training camps. Mm. What does a training camp? What does a training camp cost? Um, yeah, it, it it's hard to say. It, it varies. You know, I I have, I have deals with my my coaches and whatnot. Um, I don't travel a lot anymore. I do all my training out of Australia, so yep. I save a bit of money there. But um, that's pretty much it. You know, uh, I look for sponsors outside of, of fight week. You know, um, I'm always looking for sponsors to, to just to, to 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 help me get by into the next fight. To help me to help me get the um, you know, just support my family while while I can just focus on what I need to do in that that's training and fighting. 
and uh, and yeah, and I spread the money out that I win from fighting, and, and yeah, just live that way. Cool. So would you say would you say by and large that for an up and coming fighter now in these days, it's like is it you're getting by a ride, or is it is it tough till you get into that? Because you're ranked six now, so you're mm. in. I looked at the rankings the other day, and there's there's I think Vitor is one spot ahead or, or a spot Anderson behind. Silver. Anderson Silver is, is mm. around the same. And then it's all the the rest of the guys ahead of you basically are all, apart from Jacare, are all... They, all these guys have held belts, basically. Mm. You're in the thick of it with the, the best of the best. So obviously, you know, you keep winning fights. It's going to be good paydays. It's yeah. going to be really good. But for the average fighter, like, is it is it tough? Uh, definitely. You know, I, I think if you're... It, if you're breaking into the sport and you're, you want to, you want to, you know, go go, you know, two feet in to 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 try and make something of this, uh, you're going to be working and training at the same time, mm. um, and you need to do that until you either have some sort of support or you or you you find a way where you can just focus on fighting and get by. And um, even the first couple of years, you know, it's, it's going to be hard. But if you if you want it enough and you know you really have a good shot at it, you got to back yourself and you got to mm. you just go for it. Mm. Yeah, because it's yep. tough with the UFC. I mean, if you're a young kid and you're athletically gifted, are you going to go? Say you're say you're American. You're an American mixed mix, potential mixed martial artist. You're really physically gifted, um, and you're you're a good fighter. And you might be good at basketball or gridiron or whatever. I think the fact that yeah, I think there's a problem there with the fact that the guys at the bottom of the heap aren't getting that well good pay because in the future, like as kids, you're not going to want to go. Oh, all right, I can be a fighter and I can make, I can make Conor McGregor amount yeah. of money from Conor McGregor, or I can make you know X amount compared to if I play one season in the NFL, I'm set for life. Mm. You know what I mean? It's really, I think it's going to be a trickle down <clears throat> effect that might bite the UFC in the ass if something doesn't I guess yeah. change. You have to love it. Uh, but you're right in saying that the, the opportunity for you to continue being able to love it has to exist as well. Because it is, I mean, the cost mm. of it and the cost of yeah. what you put into it may differ. Slightly. 100%, 100%. Yeah. So um, what about the, the sale of the UFC? Are you, like, do you think things are going to change there? Should the UFC change hands? Are you worried about any of that? Um, I'm not really worried. I think they have changed hands um, already. Um, yeah, I read something about it and then I read something saying that it, it hadn't gone through, but you're, you got any um, inside info for us? I, no, <laughs> I wish. You heard um, me first? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I, I think I think all change is good change. You know, um, really, it can only go go up from here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the mm. UFC have really tried their hardest to keep it bare minimum, so um, you know, I'm excited. Well, that's good. Sounds like, I mean, if you're a professional sporting code, you're going to, and, you, and you're coming in and you're buying a uh, company like uh, like the UFC for the longevity of the sport you want to change some there, there wants to be more money and more in, it for, more in it for the fighters 100% hey uh, who were some of your role models growing up role models mm. for, for, for martial arts yeah martial arts I never really had any so I'm not a big fan of watching the actual sport itself oh right okay yeah, I don't I don't I grew up watching John Wayne Parr you know a uh, bit of kickboxing now and then when I was on yep. TV um, so you won't, you won't, would you sit down with your coach and analyse one of your fights after? Uh, no, nah, not you really. Yeah. I, I don't really like watching my own fights either. Well, yeah. I might watch it once just so I can criticise myself and yeah, yep. that's it. But uh, 
Yeah, I don't watch a lot of fights. I don't watch a lot of fighting, you know. Yeah. Big in anime. There's so. actually a... Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, so they're, what do you, they're all my role models. What do, you yeah. do, what do you do in your spare time then? What do you do? You said you're a gamer. I watched an interview and you were saying... Yeah, you were saying you, you don't ever watch UFC. Yeah, not really. Unless yeah. I, I have to. You know, I'm <laughs> yeah. strange, isn't it? Yeah, right. yeah. Um, yeah, in my spare time, I, um, I play a lot of video games, watch a lot of anime, um, read books. Yeah, cool. Uh, and play with Little Jack. Have you seen um, Spirited Away? Yeah. That's yeah. a good movie, eh? <laughs> yeah. What's Spirited Away? It's an anime movie. Oh, yeah. It's cool. It's yeah. all right. Yeah, not the best. That's my <laughs> one anime. Oh, that and Pokemon. That's yeah. all I know. <laughs> yeah. What about, um, have you read any anime? Like manga. Manga, sorry? Uh, I don't really like reading it. Oh, right. I like watching anime. and. I have read, you seen Terraformers? Yeah, I have. Is it good? Ah, it's all right. It's uh, it's all right. I'll say. Because <laughs> I bought. It's all right. Because I was in Japan. Uh, I was in Japan last year. Yeah, last year, and um, I bought a few of the Terraformers series. Yeah, it's not manga. bad. It's two two seasons for anime, but um, it's not bad. It's a bit gritty, a lot of blood. That yeah. One, one Can we describe yeah. it to all the listeners that wouldn't know what is? What is it's Terraform? about. It's basically. It's kind of like Starship Troopers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They they introduced cockroaches to Mars to see if they evolve and live, and they did, and they became these brute-looking monster <laughs> oh, yeah. humanoid. Well, you know how things. you know how tough cockroaches are. Yeah, like or, or how oh, strong like, they are. In one the, and it won't. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. It's like the yeah. same power to weight ratio as like, <laughs> but they're like seven foot tall. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> so they like they can flick yeah. your head off and stuff. And then and they send these guys that have been bio like. Uh, Chemically enhanced, yeah, bi- like biologically genetically enhanced. enhanced. Yes, yes. Like, time with, bunnies, with part <laughs> insects. Oh, okay. So one dude has the strength of ants. <laughs> one dude has the strength of like a, a, a like a, a silk moth. <laughs> it's <laughs> actually <laughs> sick. That's yeah. sick. It's like and the humans need to terraform Mars. So they what they do is they go and plant some sort of fungus on Mars, and then yeah. they plant the, they chuck the uh, the cockroaches there, so they'll eat the fungus and it'll create an atmosphere. This is basically the plan, and then they yeah. go back like five hundred years later. And they have and this massive. Yeah. Are, they, are they intelligent as well? They're, they're um, getting more intelligent. They're more intelligent. Yeah. The, they're the like problem. dumb, but just like strong and angry. Yeah, it's really good. They, I, they just bash things. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so I can see why you like it. Just, just fight. Yeah. Oh, but I, it's, I, it's, I it's all right in terms yeah. of anime. It's all right. I give it a six. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> so I watch game? it. Uh, six is a wall. Six watch is it. good. Six. Anything below six, and no. What about uh, what about gaming? You're a big gamer. Yeah. I like. Uh, I really do like video video games. I um play a lot of RPGs, and um that's that's my crux. And yeah, I love it. Yeah. So what's your what's your what's your go to? At the moment, I am absolutely thrashing Fallout Four. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So I'm I'm just killing that. They brought out some new DLC, and um just absolutely smashing it. Just building settlements and bases, and just, yeah. Do you awesome. ever play um? Do you ever play the last Metal Gear Solid? Yeah. Sna- uh, what's it called? Um, 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 the one from like five years ago. They brought out a new one last year, did they? Yeah, the one from five years ago was the best best uh, video game. Phantom Pain. Yeah, Phantom. Phantom Pain. Yeah, Phantom Menace one. Yeah, the Phantom Menace. Yeah, Star Trek and the Phantom Menace. Yeah, okay. Phantom Pain. Wars. Okay, so how much? So that's your that's kind of because as a fighter, like, what do you do to relax and in your downtime? It's just manga, anime. Yeah, that's what I gaming, do. Gaming, play that, with it. That puts me in a happy place and then chill with your family. And I just escape, escape you know, the world of fighting and training and sweating for, you know, a few hours. That's what I'll do after this. I'll go go home, have lunch with my family, play a couple of video games and straight back in that car to go training again. Yeah. Cool. There's cool. a lot of that. There's a lot of there's a lot of fighters that I've seen um that will get into video game. I guess yeah. it's just a complete one eighty from, from what you're doing here. Yeah. Well I, I don't count Call of Duty video gaming. So yeah, right. 
So <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's not video. It's not fun. Like you're in that win. <laughs> yeah, well, I just I just don't count it. Consider it. Yeah, video game. You know. What do you mean by that? I'm a purist. What do you I'm What do you mean by that? I'm not, I'm not I'm not a gamer, so I have no idea. I would unless, imagine that that would be a video game. Yeah. Unless you, sorry, unless you live in the video game, you're not a video gamer. Yeah, you know right. I, mean? it's like I I have a family in my game. Yeah, I have a house that I have to pay off. In the video game. Freaking me out a little bit here, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> but I like passion. It. That's the most passion he's spoken with <laughs> all day. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's good. Yeah, I'm trying to reform the Commonwealth after yeah. the apocalypse. So. It's, it's a okay. hard gig. Yeah, it is a hard gig, yeah. It doesn't yeah. sound like it'd be easy. Do you easy. find that the pay of that is better than what you would get in your <laughs> Well, the funny thing is I don't pay for anything because I kill people. Nice. So, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should start doing that. Maybe you should get into... Um, you know those guys that win like League, of <laughs> League of Legends tournaments? I play League of Legends as well. And they but I'm trying to get off it though because it affects my emotions too much. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even kidding. Yeah. Some dude said he DDoSed me the other day. and I um, So what does that mean? It means like he just attacks you with Trojans and it slows your internet speed. And I had slow internet speed yesterday and I'm tripping out thinking this dude's hacked me. <laughs> so I'm, it just puts me on edge. I'm done. I'm done you, with that you, game. You found him later that night, didn't you? Hey, you found him that night, and you. Just I wish. <laughs> I wish. Yeah. Have you ever I mean, taken it too far? You seem like I've got a mate who um who retired from football because he was playing World of Warcraft too much. Genuine. Genuine. Like he was playing. Did, did like it? he was playing legit. Well, I might have put a little bit of May on the story, so let's just <laughs> knock him a shout out. But have you ever got like like another one of my my best mate Frey, who'll be listening to the show because he's a big MMA guy. Like he fucking plays some video games. Like, yeah. to the point where his missus at times has been like, hey, get the fuck. Like, you know, he, gets in, he gets in trouble. That's, Have you ever taken it too far? Like, That's me every single day. <laughs> like, baby, coming to bed yet? I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not, mum. Yeah. This is my bed. Was that, so you, I, was that your I, dad's I'm book? sleeping yeah. out here. I'm a grown-ass man. I'll go to bed when I want. That's yeah. right. Love it. That's cool. Um, yeah. All right, so we've got a few uh, fan questions that we've got from social media and from... Uh, couple of people around cool. the place. So um, one of the fan questions is from Kiwi Ross, and he asks, who would you rather fight out of Michael Bisping, Luke Rockhold, and Chris Weidman, and why? Um, if I had to pick right now, it'd be Bisping, because he's got the belt. Yeah, know. for sure. Mm. So that's... And let's be honest, he's probably the lesser fighter of the three. I, I don't think that. No? You know, nah, he's a, he's a rugged dude. I think I think anyone in the top 10, top 20 can beat anyone else, you know. Um, For sure. Uh, As he proved. Exactly, you know, and he's a rugged dude. He's he's, he's fought the best. Um, but I'd fight him just merely for the fact because he's got the belt. I mean, I get those cool shorts with gold riding. Yeah, <laughs> so you were... So what's what's next for you then? Because obviously Bisping and you yourself were supposed to fight 193, right? Yeah. So, so that was... Um, that was only what November last year. Yep. So, uh, do you know who's your, who next opponent is? Uh, not yet. You in, in talks? Like you know when you're gonna. I'm fight? hoping anyone in the top five. You know, yeah, I want to really. fight Bisping because he owes me one. You know, but well, that's if, what I was gonna if, say. If yeah. they don't give me it, I'll 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 get to him eventually. You know? <laughs> well, they're talking about Bisping versus Dan Henderson, which I think would yeah. be a fun fight, but I don't really see how. Yeah, I, I don't know why he gets a go. It just that just shows honest. that it's entertainment, not. Not yeah, a, it makes you know, an entertainment that, that not a really sport. pisses me off because people are. Why have a ranking system at all? Yeah, you know, it's like he's ranked thirteenth. Yeah, the, these yeah. dudes are climbing ladders and they're taking these hard fights with these hard dudes for a reason, you know. And and if you're gonna just gonna pick fights out for the public and for for, for showmanship, then just 
to do that, get rid of yeah. the rankings altogether. Yeah, yeah. official just, UFC rankings too. Yeah, it's yeah. like it doesn't make sense at all. It, it just whatever. Yeah, it makes sense. I think it's um, I think it. I mean, Dan Henderson obviously one of the hundred percent all time greats, so that probably sways in his favour. I don't think they would probably give even discuss it with anyone else. Mm. Um, so, but like, how far from a title shot are you? Are you? Do you think you're <laughs> entitled to next fight? Say, say you fight. Jacare, whatever. Mm. Jacare is ranked fourth, you know, a couple of steps above Rob on the rankings at the moment. You beat Jacare decisively. Do you call out Michael Bisping? Is that your next step? Are you? Are I'm you not a that? big call out, dude. I um, like I said, my goal in this, in this whole, in my whole career is just to be the best. You know, I want to be the best fighter. I don't want I want people to talk about me and say he was the best. You know, he's one of the best fighters ever. And um, to do that isn't to to necessarily take that gold and 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 work strategically on getting it. It's just beating everyone it's beating these hard dudes Jacare Romero you know, Vitor Anderson Silva it's beating those dudes you know and I figured um, that beating those dudes I'll get my shot at the gold regardless mm. you know um, so. for sure for sure having said that like where how far off do you think you are uh, it it depends on my success. You know, what do you what do you think? What do you think? I'll be let fighting me... for the belt in, within a year if uh, if I have successes with my fights. You know, and I'm ready. Realistically, if you have if you have what you want, which is a fight inside the top six, the top six is so stacked, mm. especially with Vitor and Anderson Silva, who probably well they're definitely past their prime, but they're massive names. Mm. So you get any of those guys and you take that scalp, it's going to really move you forward as well. So realistically, you know. If you get two fights, two wins in this next, that, that's that's where you'll be at, right? That's where you'll be, you'll be looking. Hey, how much weight does a does a call that actually carry over? Does it? How much does it influence? Their I have to, no idea. No idea. Because it happens no a idea. lot, doesn't it? But I, from yeah. what I, from what I've seen, um, you know, people will call out fights, and then more often than not, will result in that fight occurring. Well, just yeah. I think. It, sorry to cut you off. I think it just also creates discussion for the public. Yeah, 100%. It's just Which showmanship. What, yeah. yeah. That's all it is. It's showmanship and entertainment value. Mm. Um, I'm not a big call-out dude. I've never called out anyone. Because I don't really care. I just, mm. I just want to beat people up. Yeah. yeah. So, say you got... Um, actually, let's go to the next fan questions because before we, before we carry on. Sure. Um, okay, so Alan Fielding asks, um, what do you do with the timing of your meals and the amount of food you eat pre- and post-training sessions? Um... I uh, I it's it's actually funny you ask that because um I I actually have a sponsor called called Muscle Meals Direct and uh, they oh, they yeah I was on the Muscle Meals Direct yeah they they're, they're, good, eh? they're hectic dude you uh, just straight after a so session, easy see straight after a Fuck. session just hit whack it in the microwave and eat it like, or straight before a session whack it in the microwave and eat it and uh I think that's the biggest thing and even yourself and, and you guys train and you guys do sports the biggest thing with training and trying to fuel your body is convenience oh absolutely man. dude like 100%. last thing I want to do is like turn on the stove yeah. heat it up and then I've got to think what am I going to eat now I just just microwave yeah. I'm, I'm actually a microwave chef so yeah that's right yeah <laughs> I'm on. Uh, I'm, I'm not on as this, good at it, but I'm getting. <laughs> I'm on this. Uh, I'm on this new one called U Foods as well. So sorry, Muscle Meal Direct, you got your shout out, but now you're competitor as well. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm on a uh, prepped at the moment. Oh, really? Is, that one, is yeah. that one as well? Prepped is one. Yeah, yep. U Foods is sick because it's like it's it's um it's it's not um frozen, yep. so it's fresh. But then you have them for like five or six days, they get a little bit fucking cluggy, glaggy, glaggy yeah. looking and stuff. But I'm the same because I yeah. I'm so busy in my life, and then I train. Weightlifting sessions at least two and a half hours, and I'll live about 30 to 45 minutes depending on traffic away from the gym. Yeah. So it's like a four hour session, five days a week. I work as well. 
Last thing, I like food, you know. If yeah. I had time to put some music on and cook in the kitchen, pff, happy days. Yeah. But I don't really yeah, at yeah, the moment. 100%. So I fucking love Muscle Meals, man. Just coming in, boom, knocking on Made the head. It. It's, it's easy. It's so what about... It becomes convenient, doesn't it? Do you have any, like, to, just to finish up with this question, do you have any, like, amounts of food that you want to get in? Um, pre it, and post? It depends. It's like I, I really listen to my body. You know, if I'm, if, I'm a, if I'm a fair ways out from my way in and I'm hungry and I trained hard, I'll eat heaps. Yeah. I'll have maybe three muscle meals. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll kill it, you know. But um, if... It's why you're 100 kilos. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I listen to my body a lot, you know. Um, if, if I need to start getting the weight down, I may... I'll eat just what I have to, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, um, I'll eat so that I'm satisfied and then I'm full. And then closer to the fight, it's a little bit less, you know. I'm starting to restrict myself, you know. I'm, I'm starting to be disciplined and start, yeah. start holding off. And what about for energy... Right, right before a fight, like, is there anything that you go to? Do you have any sort of energy um, drinks or any snacks that you get in before you walk nah, out of really. the cage? No, not really. I just do what I was doing the, the week of. You know, I'll have my sweet potato. I'll have a, I'll have um, I'll have me salmon. I'll, 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 I'll eat me food. You know, um, yeah, it's, it's. I'll have my coffees. Just, just another day. Yeah, cool. No yeah, worries. Okay, up. last, uh, last fan question is from James Frey. That's uh. My best mate, I was the best man at his wedding. Guy I mentioned before, who's a big gamer as well. Um, so, who do you think is your biggest win? And if you don't say the KO win over um, Tavares, why? That's what his question was. Um, but my biggest win is my, always my latest one to me. You know, uh, yeah. it's it's my latest testament of of my abilities and skill and hard work, and uh, that's the reason why it is, it is my, my my biggest win to date. You know, um, I've never thought of any other fighter as a better win over any other fighter because I could have lost that fight just as easily, you know. Um, so, yeah, that was that's the, why. the Natal win? Yeah, it? Natal yes. win. Well, yep. that, and, and then the next fight, that'll be my biggest fight. Yes. You know, um, just moving forward. Yeah, so you're basically just, just as good as your last fight. You know you're in form and that's the most important and thing. And that's how it works always, you know. Yeah, I think it's a really Every, practical approach. Uh, all the fans say that. It's just uh, you're only as good as your last fight. So. Mm. Yep. Beautiful. Um before we kind of wrap things up, get to six six for six, some quick rapid-fire questions. What's next for Rob Whitaker? When uh, do you want to fight? Just training hard and then fight in November, hopefully here in Australia. That'll be Beautiful. sick. And, uh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Make What's sure it's in Melbourne. Yeah. Get him, get <laughs> yeah, him to host right. it in Melbourne. And give us some tickets. I want it in <laughs> Sydney. But oh, yeah. Have they had yeah, they a have show in Sydney? The Bisping Rockhold fight, the first one. Yeah, that's mm, right. That okay. Was, that was hectic. Yeah. That's sick. I'm I stayed at a hotel even though I lived about 20 minutes away. <laughs> it's mad. Yeah, that's yeah. quality. That's awesome. I was, uh, I was saying, telling your dad earlier that I missed the, um, I missed the Melbourne card by one day because I was in Nepal with yes, adventure, yeah. with, on a trip. I was fucking shattered because all my mates are like crazy, crazy MMA yeah. fans. It's crap anyway. What, the Melbourne fight? <laughs> <laughs> I only saw the, uh, the Holy Home kick Ronda Rousey's head oh, off. Yeah. The whole oh. card was stacked. It yeah, was, it was sick. But it was crap. It was all crap. Well, the problem, the problem is for me now with Melbourne, they're not going to have a card that big in Melbourne for a long time. That was like I think the arena. I think the arena was too big, but... Yeah. Did they know? sell it out, Eddie had? Uh, I think they came through. I think they had, came up to like 55 or 57,000. That's yeah, not bad. Okay. Yeah, but it was... That's just, a, that's that's a in comparison to what the MGM holds, which is... 10, 15. Oh, okay. Yep. Well, most UFC fights, you usually have about 10. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. All right. So, um, what's, your, uh, what's your dream? What's your goal at the end of the day for, um, for yourself, for your career, for your family? Um, my, my, my dream is my family. You know, I'm living mm. the dream as we speak. I, I enjoy going to work. I enjoy going to training. I, and because of my lifestyle, I get to spend heaps of time at home 
get to spend heaps of time with my family. I see Jack, little Jack and, and, and Sophia every single day. You know, I have lunch with them every single day and that yeah, in awesome. itself is amazing. You know, um, awesome, man. this is the dream. You know, I play my video games. I have time to relax. I get a nap every day. You know, Ooh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, I want that. That is quality. <laughs> this, this is the dream. You know, I travel the world for work. Uh, I'm becoming a USA yeah. fighter. Really. Yeah. My, and, and, and my, work's, work my work's, work's appreciated. You know, I have fans. I have people that, that truly appreciate what I do that and respect my ability to do it. How many office workers and tradies go, mm. you know, Spot yeah, on. you know, 10,000 people like what I did. Like, name. Look at that conduit. <laughs> yeah. 10,000 10, people like that conduit. I used you know? to do roofing, man. And I've had some fuck. I'm a good roofer. I've had some fans. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, I saw that fucking roof the other day. That's a sick I was, fucking roof. I was roofing at Eddie Had and like <laughs> 50,000 people said, good job. I'm pretty yeah. sure they were streaming my name. That's it sounded, right. like, sounded like Rob for some reason, but I'm pretty sure they were saying, They'll boo. definitely say Bill. Were you saying Boo Warrens? <laughs> I, I used to be a fencer and um, I made this really nice fence in Q, which is a suburb down in Melbourne. And the one time, so I, it was all finished. It was really nice to go. And the, the only gratitude I, I got was just some person walking by and just going, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, thanks, that's man. That's a fence. <laughs> that's not a that's, bad fence. That is a yeah. fence. Yeah. That's a fence if I've ever seen that's, one. That's a good fence. That's a nice fence. Yeah. It's a good fence. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm living the dream. You know, if, I can, if I can go up in the ranks and I can get, earn more money and I can earn, some, earn that UFC gold, you know, just because of the paycheck that comes with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I don't want to put up in good fights. You know, I want to fight until I, until I can't do it anymore. And um, I'm already living the dream, man. Awesome, sick. So, um, all right, this is about the time we go for six from six. So it's three questions from me, three questions from Tommy. Cool. The minor kind of travel related. Um, you well travelled, man. Ish. Ish. Ish will do. All righty. So first one is your favourite destination in the world. So it can be big, small, can yeah. be a town, can Done. be a country. Japan. Nagano. Japan. Sick. I went to. Uh, Went to Nagano in Japan probably, I don't know, a month ago now. Yeah. And it was hectic. It was just, we stayed at a traditional Japanese place. It was unreal. Absolutely unreal. Ryoken. Ryoken? Ryoken? Is that um, Street Fighter? <laughs> Ryoken! It was one of those, um, it was one of those um, hot spring places. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a Ryokan. Ryokan. Sure. And they, you sleep on the uh, tatami mats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, oh, he's, he's got, got it. The, he's got it. it yeah, yeah, we're on hectic. here. We're on here. Yeah. How good's Japan? Oh, we were there last year. Did you go to uh, Tokyo anywhere else? Yeah, yeah. Tokyo and Nagano. They're the two Man. places. Tokyo. You I've would fucking go. love Tokyo. I know it for a fact because it's, it's all fucking... Um, anime. Anime. Manga. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I remember one of the funniest things in Japan that I saw, I walked around and it literally made me laugh. It was near um, Shibuya Crossing, the world's busiest street crossing. Everyone's seen it. And you walk around, I walked around a corner and I looked up and there was literally a 50-story building that was fucking 300 foot wide and it had a dude with a fucking massive sword, like it's a video game CGI yeah. looking dude with a massive sword and a chick with a massive sword as well <laughs> with the biggest set of tits you've ever <laughs> seen in your life. Yeah. It's like, what the f- Are you all kids? Are you all children here? Yeah, no, nah, it, um, it was one of the best experiences I've ever had. It's sick, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was unreal. If only you could understand anything though. It's yeah. Just, couldn't understand a single thing. I was nah. like, there's anime, but I don't know what it's for. Did you go to the uh, robot restaurant? Uh, I did not. No, Next not. time you want to go to the robot restaurant. It's hard getting around, dude. It's yeah. like, and I didn't, I hate looking up stuff. So I was like, I'm going to do this on my own. Yeah. So I was that would have got you pretty far. <laughs> Fight your way through it. <laughs> I think I visited every, every major trading and like, um, like uh, shopping district. Yeah. And that was a lot of them. Oh yeah. Shinjuku. Shinjuku is pretty sick. Yeah. I went there. I went to a lot of places. I went to, 
I can't remember the names. I went to like the Tokyo Main and 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 uh, Ueno. Yeah, different places. Ueno's nice. Yeah, I just went. We to stayed up to the near zoo. Uh, learned that they don't give a shit about their animals. Yeah, <laughs> zoos are fucked, man. Jeez. Zoos, uh, zoos are dude, fucking... Give us a, give us an example. The most depressing thing I've ever seen was a polar bear that looked like it was just <laughs> fucking polar dirty bear. as hell. Like, I, it's, it's like... A polar bear used to be a giraffe. Yeah, and like, it was just in this fucking concrete prison <laughs> and everything was painted white so it looked like snow. <laughs> just, to, just, to make, just to make it feel at home. I was like, I felt, man, I felt so bad for this polar bear. I was yeah. like, come on, man, I'll take you home. Mate, I, went <laughs> yeah, to, I, went to a, I went to a zoo in Mexico last time I'll ever go to a zoo. They had a panda in there. Really? In a fucking in a fucking in a in a phone box. What? Had a panda in a phone box. It was fucked. Yeah, that was it ridiculous. literally nearly made me cry. Yeah. Um, we, we know exactly what they're feeding it as well. Yeah, was so, it just lively and energetic? Tacos. Tacos. Cocaine. Tacos every day. <laughs> um, so, same, so my second question is the same um, similar vibe is your dream destination, somewhere you haven't been that you'd just love to get to. Um, somewhere I haven't been. Uh, that's, that's a hard one because, uh, you know, I kind of feel the same. To- that was Tokyo, Japan, because mm-hmm. like I said, I was a massive anime fan. My dream my whole life was to go to Japan. Yes, and yeah. I just nailed that one. And everywhere else is kind of, eh, I'll go there. Yeah, um, cool. But I do, you know, I'd like to, I'd like to travel. I'll, I'll just go Europe, all of Europe. Mm, I'd like to, yeah. I'd like to do that. I haven't done it. I'd like to see um, the Greek islands. I'd like to see Italy and and every other Europe place. <laughs> <laughs> and the yeah. west of Europe. Yeah. So I mean, Africa, the Tewe Islands, Texas, Fiji. Yeah, I love all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Europe's great. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get, let's let's move away from geography. Yeah. Run. Yeah. No, just joking. Um. And the last question is three things to keep you sane on a desert island. And this is like it, not people and it's not necessity to keep you alive. It's not water and toothbrush and stuff. It's something yeah. to keep you entertained while you're on a desert island. Um, probably my family. Mm-hmm. Um, he can't have people, but he's a, fox, he's a fighter, so I'm going to let oh, him go. Fuck. I said you couldn't do that, but like, you can do whatever you want. I'm taking him. <laughs> You can't stop me. We'll nah, let you, we'll let you. <laughs> I take I take probably me, me computer with cool. all my games for it. Mm-hmm. Um, fuck, that's it. That's it. Sweet. I'll save the other one too. The other two I'll just pocket for <laughs> yeah. getting like fucking... It. For when you're already on the island, you can't get it. Oh, I've just got this one in the back. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah I've got, right. got these. I haven't used them yet. And the boat's gone. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, if, you, if you give my computer, I'm fucking pretty set, dude. Yeah, yeah. sweet. Like, the world is my internet. Yeah, like, that's it's good. my oyster at that point. The world is my internet. That's going to be the quote. I reckon that's going to be the quote. Makes no sense, it? but it's going to be the, the quote. The world is my internet. <laughs> no, nah, that's good. All righty. Um, now, we. one of my questions was the biggest role model growing up, but we already touched on that. So we'll go to number two, um, which we also touched on as well, which was spare thing in the spare time. We've already done it, I'm going to leave. <laughs> um, let's hit the final question up. It's three people dead or alive. If there were three people dead or alive that you could invite to dinner, um, besides your family, who would they be and why? Or your family, if you want to. Or your family, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> In fact, is that your family's house? Everyone's there. <laughs> yeah. So your family do, already there. Do do they do they go away straight after dinner? Well, yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's you just, can fuck them off too. Okay, I mean, I'd probably Hitler. Okay, yeah. <laughs> to I'd, pick his brain. I'd, I'd just be like, fuck him off I'd be like, why, dude? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Have you not, seen yourself? <laughs> like, fucking, you know what you did, man? Yeah. I'm like. Why? I think Why do you just shave? You know what? Is that the second or third time we've had Hitler in we've 30 shows? We've had Hitler three times. We've had yeah, Hitler three times. Why? Yeah, for, for all the same reason. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, probably Benjamin Franklin. Yeah. Again, it's like, 
Why? <laughs> okay. <laughs> nah, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Nah. But uh, it'd be good to pick his brain. It'd be like yeah. to get in his mindset. You know, he did, did some pretty big fucking things. And um, what yeah. is Benjamin Franklin famous for? I'm a actually ton pretty, of inventions. I'm actually a ton pretty, of inventions. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and, and then Da Vinci. To just to see how mad he was. Yeah, yeah. Da Vinci would be sick. That'd be unreal. I'd be like, did you really invent a helicopter? Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, right backwards and left-handed. Yeah, he could he could do both. He was he was ambidextrous, yeah. and he could read upside down. He he could do a whole bunch of crap. Strange. Right? Apparently, it? he he predicted everything that yeah. was found yeah. out later. Like he knew the world was a sphere, you know. Yeah. Which when, when at the time you got killed for oh, that, absolutely, like kept that, that shit to himself. Yeah. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah, but he didn't, and that's the thing. Like, really? He, Why didn't he get topped? Because he was Da Vinci. He was Da Vinci, mate. He was an MMA fighter. He yeah. didn't get topped. <laughs> he fought no, his way out of it. He, he was just because he was such an asset to the state. He's um, he's unreal. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Do you know there's a theory of why um, Hitler um, did the things he did, and one of them was what he was like this super amazing artist, and he submitted all his artwork to get into this really prestigious art school and all of the board of um, that who were judging it were, were all Jewish and they all declined him. That's like a pretty small thing to kill, you know, 11 million. It's a massive hissy fit. Isn't it? It's a mis- <laughs> you know what? I really am against like, that. Fuck you and everyone yeah, you know. That's pretty much it, isn't it? But um, yeah, it's bizarre. But you know, he was a really good artist, but... Yeah, uh, yeah. amazing it's artist. Unreal. Yeah. Unreal. Shocking... Shocking facial hair. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> like, oh, you're going to say shocking bloke. Yes. Terrible bloke. Terrible no, we, bloke. We got that. Yeah. I actually used to grow the anti-Hitler. I went I went moustache on the outside with a little bit of cut in the middle. <laughs> I, like, I, didn't even, <laughs> I didn't mean to. I just That's why the hair grew. <laughs> Not out of any reason. <laughs> Jack. Rob's He's down in the background it. just shaking his head. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, very good. Um, yeah, cool. So, all right. Well, that's pretty much it, Rob. Um Thanks for coming on the show. Did you want to first uh, plug anything and then um, where can people find you? So social media, stuff like that. Um, yeah, you know, if you want to come on social media and, and keep up to date with what I'm doing, you know, it's rjwhittaker1990. That's me. That's my Twitter handle. And um, you can look at, you can find me on Facebook, you know, Robert Whittaker. I, uh, my Facebook link's in my website. I um, have a website now and that, that, that'll keep you all up to date with, it, with everything I'm doing with, with my training programs, where I'm going, what events I'm going to, a lot of social events. Um, I will, I will plug Muscle Mills one more. Better than your ones. Uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'll take, I'll plug whichever one of these companies <laughs> want to give you free food as well, by the yeah. way. <laughs> no, but they're, no, they're, they're awesome. You know, um, they, 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 re- they really help, help me out. And uh, same with Kaplan Homes. They're, they're a massive sponsor of me. Um, so if you need a place built, go, go suss them out. You know, um, they're, cool. they're, they're legit. Um, yeah, and, and yeah, just my, my gyms and, and, and all that, you know, um, yeah, that's about it. Thanks for really having me, guys. You know, Excellent. It's been fun. Beautiful. Absolutely. All righty. Love to have you. Well. Hope I didn't make it uh, too awkward <laughs> singing the guitar. <laughs> that, was, that was the most uncomfortable thing I've ever done. <laughs> I, just, I just love the fact that uh, I'm speaking to a man who's been in tons and tons of fights and I made him the most uncomfortable <laughs> yeah. singing to him. Like, I was just hoping it wasn't too offensive. <laughs> yeah, like, I didn't right. want to see any clenching of the fist <laughs> yeah. or any, any twitches. I was trying to will my soul out of my body. It's like, <laughs> I was trying to leave it. Just, just leave it. It's dead weight. Stop, 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 Start stop, again. stop, stop. <laughs> so good. good job. All right. Excellent. That's a wrap. Alrighty, hope you liked that one, guys. That was Rob Whitaker, number seven-ranked UFC middleweight contender, and he's uh, up for big things in the future. So if you like the show, please go on and subscribe if you haven't already. If you are a subscriber, tell a friend. All this stuff really helps, guys. 
to build this show, we need sponsors, really. We need sponsors at some point because we want to be able to get the biggest guests. We want to be able to put the best quality content out there. So what you can do to help us is subscribe, basically, and get your friends to subscribe. Tell somebody about the show if you like it. That'll help us build the show. For you guys, if you want anything out of that show, any links, any um, anything that we mentioned in there, that'll be in the show notes. That can be found at www.adventurefittravel.com forward slash podcast. It's all in there. And also, while you're there, feel free to join our mailing list. That means you'll never miss an update from AdventureFit Radio. You'll never miss a promotion from AdventureFit Travel. You'll get all of our blogs, all of our podcasts, all of our, um, all of our goodies in there. So that's pretty much it. Um, don't, remember, uh, don't forget... Check out audible.com forward slash ADVF radio for your free trial and head to www.adventurefittravel.com for Everest. See you next week.